This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today we're talking about how you can have the courage to double your revenue because that's what we want. Many of us are in business because we want to earn more money. Yes, there might be a lot of purpose behind what we're doing, but actually showing up for yourself, having the bravery and the courage to do it takes a lot of guts. And I'm joined today by David Wood, who is owner of the world's largest coaching business, and he's CEO of Focus CEO. So welcome to the show, David. It's great to have you thank, here. Thank you, Anna. And a clarification, I built the world's largest coaching business. It's no longer the world's largest coach. That's a historical accolade that I have. Alex Mandosian said, you've got 150,000 coaches on your mailing list. You are the largest provider to the coaching industry in the world. I said, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't claim today to own that. People have definitely overtaken me in that. Oh, so I love your honesty. That takes courage in the middle of an interview as well. So thank you for that, David. So in what way would you describe what you're focused on right now? Well, the true story this is the secret that I tell everybody is that what we start with is money because I've been an entrepreneur for 20 something years. I love business. I love marketing. I can't stop myself. But what I really care about is, yeah, sure. Let's start with making money. More money is better than less money. And let's make sure that you have a lot of time off because if you're working 50, 60, 70 hour weeks, but you're making money, how are you going to enjoy that money? But what I really care about is how are we showing up in the world? How do you show up? Do you show up in a way that you're proud? Do you lean into your fears? So at the end of the day, you can say, I gave it all. I really gave it everything and I'm doing everything I can in this business. How are you showing up as a partner, as a parent, as a leader, as a human? That's what I really care about. So we'll start with money because that pays the bills. But let's look at who you are, who you're being. And I think that message is so poignant right now in the middle of COVID. In the UK, we're back down in lockdown and people are thinking about how can I do all of these things? How can I be the best at what I do? And often it starts with getting the right money systems in place, getting the right profit systems in place. Not because that's the be all and end all, not because that brings you happiness, but because it allows more freedom. Mm-hmm. So talk and to I, me, talk to me then. Oh, uh, we were talking all over each other. You go first. I'll be a great host. <laughs> I just, I just love that you brought up courage. I think it's such an important part of living. It's so easy to walk away from our fears and, and sometimes not even consciously confront them. It's just like, oh, I just won't, I won't do that. I won't call those 10 prospects. I won't call that celebrity and ask for an endorsement. I won't go on that stage. I won't go on that TV show. We don't even get that far in our brain because that's just scary stuff. My hope is that out of today's conversation, listeners might spot a couple of areas where they're like, you know what? That would take some guts. It would take some courage. I'm going to do that because at the end of the day, I might have more money, more time off and really feel proud of myself. I heard a phrase on Clubhouse. I have spent the weekend diving in and out of Clubhouse. I'm sure many of you have and many of the listeners have. And I heard a phrase, I don't even know who said it, but it really stuck with me, that 
to get bigger results, you have to think bigger. And in order to get bigger results, not only do you have to think bigger, you have to act bigger. And that acting bigger really comes down to pushing through your barriers and having the courage to see yourself as the person with more potential. We don't suddenly achieve great things sitting around worrying about what everybody thinks. You actually have to take motion in the movement to make stuff actually happen. Yeah. So I'd love to know your thoughts then on how can we really, particularly in challenging times like many of us around the world have right now, how can we make sure that we are being exceptional in any area of our life? You're talking about having it in multiple areas, which is like the golden dream. How can we actually do this? Yeah, well, I think I I like what you said about thinking bigger, thinking bigger. So in your business, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and start brainstorming what would have your business really take off. So alliances is is a great area. I built my business partially based on alliances. And when I met Jack Canfield, who was the co-founder of Chicken Soup for the Soul, among many other things. I was nervous. You know, everyone's trying to get get some time with Jack and he was speaking at an event and I just waited until he was done and he was walking away and I, I got in tow and just said, hey, you're, I'm impressed by your success and your books make me cry. And we started chatting and, and as we're talking, I, I said, yeah, you know, my email list isn't that big. At the time it was about 40,000. He said, well, that's about half of, of mine. He said, we should do business together. Wow. Okay. That was, that was exciting. But what it took was the walking up. Mm-hmm. That's what it took. It was the walking up. And then we did do some cross promotion and, and talk about visibility. Bill Harris from Holosync and Bill's since passed away, but Holosync was a huge thing with CDs, with binaural beats and, and like that. And he reached out and said, I see you're doing business with Jack. We also do business with Jack. Maybe we should talk. And then when I did my book launch, Holosync very generously agreed to send an email to their 750,000 person database. Nice. Right? So there's some visibility. But it was that, oh, let me, shall I walk up? Shall I not walk up? It's Mm -hmm. so scary. I wonder what the other door, if David had not taken that moment to go, I'm just going to do it anyway, even if I look like I'm stupid. If If you'd sat there, what would your life look like now? Can you even begin to imagine? Right. I, I just think it would be a smaller version. And we can always look back, like the time when, you know, I walked up to that woman in a bar and asked her out or a dance if I had didn't have the courage to go up there and just dance with her and see what happened. We wouldn't have had a two and a half year relationship, mm-hmm. right? I love your question about like, what's that, the path, the road not traveled. One of my favorite films is the Sliding Doors film with Frank Gwyneth Paltrow from years ago. And I always come back to this one. It's kind of off tangent, but that night, because it's all about she gets pickpocketed as she's getting on the on the tube, I think she's getting on. As I came out of the cinema in Manchester City Centre, I was pickpocketed that night. And I always feel like, have I just watched that film? And have I now created this scenario where another Anna's doing completely different things? It's destiny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love sliding doors. So I, I don't want listeners, I don't want anyone to be thinking, oh, if only, Mm -hmm. if only I'd done that, if only I'd gone for that. So let's start with a list. You start looking at alliances. Who would you love 
to be promoting your product or service or talking about your product or service or having as a client so that they might, maybe they'll, they'll do a testimonial for you. Maybe they'll love you your what you provide so much that they'll give you an endorsement. Mm-hmm. I've got one person who's a dear friend now who sent an email for me three or four months ago saying, if you can get on David's calendar, if you want to double your business and you can get on his calendar, you should take advantage of this. I had 63 people book a session with me from that one email. So alliances are so powerful, but often we're too timid. Oh, I won't I, I just pitched Alan Alder from MASH to be on his podcast. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we were talking about this a little bit off air. And I apologize, listeners. I always tell you about the great conversation we had before we switched the mic on. I do apologize. But you're going to get why I'm talking about this. Relationship building. And I'm not talking about everyone being everybody's best friends, but meeting like-minded people, having good conversations, having connections, building not just alliances, but potentially friendships, recommendations, referrals. That's where business is really done. If people don't know about you and don't like you to a certain extent, then you aren't going to grow. And I think sometimes people who are more advanced in business or have bigger social media platforms, others can be quite intimidated by making that approach. And actually, we're just people. We're just people. Right. And you have nothing to lose by reaching out to a person, except, <laughs> except that fear of rejection. Yes. And also, another thing that you can lose is regret. I don't want you to have regret. And I think that's probably why I've let, I've, I'm so keen about courage. When I was a kid, I was, um, you know, we had bullies. We mm-hmm. had our share of bullies in school. And only once in my life, I, I said to a guy, I'll fight you. Like every other time I backed down at school mm-hmm. and I regret that. I wish that I just stood up and just punched a guy in the nose or at least took a shot and got bloodied, I regret that I always back down. I'm not saying kids but listening, maybe, I'm not saying you should maybe, always fight. Maybe David, not doing it then has made you stronger now. Agree. I don't want that feeling. And so mm. there are the big things like stepping off a mountain and paragliding or walking over coals, right? Mm-hmm. But there are smaller things like cold showers and asking celebrities for endorsements. I had once reached out to John Gray from Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus and mm-hmm. asked if he would endorse a book I was writing. And I never heard back from them. But then one day at midnight, I'm locked out of my little hotel in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I had to go to reception. I'm like, can you refresh my key card? And I don't normally recognize faces, but I saw a guy sitting by the fire talking to friends. I said to the receptionist, isn't that John Gray? And she goes, oh, oh, that's the gentleman's name. Yes. I said, gentleman's name. He sold more He's books iconic. than God. Are you kidding? That's John. And he so, was my Bible in my early 20s. <laughs> yeah, right? But I didn't know, like, I'm just lurking around there, not knowing what to say. All I had was, you're famous. Can I touch you? Maybe it'll rub off. Like, <laughs> like I'm just lurking. And it was so uncomfortable. And I left. And I'm embarrassed to say, I left. And I went back to my room. And the fourth time I said out loud to my girlfriend, I just walked away from John Gray. She said, put your clothes back on, get back out there and go and talk to him. Yeah. So I got dressed. I went back out there and and this is now it's 1am. He's still there. 
it was so nerve wracking, but I went up and I stood there waiting for a pause in the conversation and they kept talking. And then finally he stops and looks up. I said, hi, I'm David Wood and I'm a fan. That's what I had. And he was very generous. We got talking. I said, if I can ever help you, I have about 40,000 coaches on my list. I'd be happy to promote you. He said, what are you doing for lunch tomorrow? Eating with you now. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I was flying to Los Angeles, but now I'm having lunch with you. He wrote down something. He said, here's a number of my assistant. Call her and give her this password and tell her to book lunch with me. And he said, wait a minute, she's new. Call her and tell her that this is the password and then give her the password. What was the password? And is it still current? (laughs) (laughs) High security, right? Anyway, that led to me being nominated to the Transformational Leadership Council which was started by Jack Canfield and John Gray, Marianne Williamson, Don Miguel Ruiz. If I hadn't walked up to him, there's a sliding door moment. Mm-hmm. So, so listeners, I want you to go for it. I want you to ask everybody to be a part of your business and you'll probably get nine no's. Yeah. I want to share a no that I got. And I don't know that I've ever talked about this out loud because it was so painful. But I was at an award back when I was doing a lot of audiobook work. And I knew that there was a particular publisher who was going to be at this awards event and that I really wanted to do the next book in the series. This At this point, that was everything that I was focused on. And I'm great normally. Uh, stick me at a networking event and I will, I'll find a nice little corner by the bar and I'll chat to anybody. But I always like those. I'm much better at those conversations that happen fluidly, that aren't forced, where I've not kind of rammed myself in someone's face. I waited for this guy to keep speaking. And you know, when I wasn't reading the body language properly, I wasn't reading the moment that was appropriate to interrupt. And when I introduced myself, he and his friend that they were stood with, it was like, possibly the most painful moment. And I felt so bad afterwards. But on reflection, even within an hour of feeling that, oh my goodness, I've just blown the thing I most wanted in the world at that time. Actually, what I realized was there's something for me to learn here. Not that I shouldn't have approached them, but I have to be able to be better at reading the moment and to take myself out of that fear and out of what I want out of this situation and just wait, like you're saying, you wait for the moment where someone opens to you and includes you, you wait for that. And I think the other thing for me in that scenario was that I wanted something so badly that I think my nervous energy just came across. That's not a conversation then. You're not open to that that spontaneous interaction. You're not really reading someone's eyes, someone's face, someone's body language. And I think it's important to acknowledge that not every single time you say, okay, I'm going to go for it. Not every time does it work out the way you think. But I'm really grateful for that moment because it taught me so much about how I show up and how I next want to pitch myself to somebody influential in a room because it wouldn't be the way that I did it first time around. Yes. So that's a good tip about how to finesse it so that you do it with some grace and you have a better chance of positive result. And what struck me from that story is the win was doing it and doing it badly. Yeah, yeah. Because, right, that's how you do it. You go and you crash, you go and you you burn. I mean, when I was trying to get Richard Branson to write the foreword of my book, I went to an event and I stalked that guy. But they, <laughs> they're set up for that. They got minders and whatnot. And, and, and finally, he was standing waiting to go in to speak with his minders and I'd been shadowing him and I'm like, this is it. 
You are the this stalker. is my moment. And I walked up there and said, Richard, what would be a respectful way to make a request of you? When and how, what's a good channel? And I got his agreement to say, send it to, to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And that person heard him say it. And maybe I shouldn't have gone up then because he said, I'm about to go in. I can't really talk now. I said, totally understand. Yeah, but you got but, the win. You got the win. But you, the win is doing it. Mm -hmm. The win is not the result. Oh, that's right. So when, when I went to the Transformation Leadership Council and I was so nervous because his, his Jack and John Gray and all these big names in the industry and I'm, and I'm there as, as a peer and I'm like, someone's mm -hmm. going to find out I shouldn't be here. I had mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. But when I left that event, I looked back and I realized I made four big requests. And one of them, I, I asked a woman if she'd go to Costa Rica with me. All right. I just met her and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm asking this. Another woman, I said, I'd love to coach you. She was one of the speakers and she so impressed me. I pitched Jack on writing a book with him. And in the fourth one, there was a movie producer there, Oscar winning producer. And I said, what would it take for me to be able to join you as a ride along on your next movie? And now all four of those were scary, but I realized when I left the event, the win was making the requests. I felt great about it. I didn't need a yes from any of those people for me to have that win. You're also playing at a much higher bonus. level. You're, you're playing at a much higher level. You're playing at that, uh, wherever you, whoever's there, I can play on your level. And so taking those risks is so important. One of my favorite books I keep thinking about as we're having this conversation is um, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. She talks about, you know, whatever that instinct that comes up, you're going to suppress it if you don't take action. And how many times do we do that? How many times do we go, no, 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 I can't do that. This would happen. This might happen. We catastrophize the negative result. But what would happen if you took that moment and kind of went, no, I'm, I'm going to be courageous here. I'm going to just see where this goes. Be playful with it. It doesn't have to work out, but you never know unless you try. That's right. I think one of the problems is that we're addicted to comfort. And, I, and I'll put myself in that category too. You know, I want my tea to be just right. I want the chair to be just right. I want everything to be comfortable. One of the reasons I'm doing cold showers each day is because it's not comfortable and it's scary for me. And I want to retrain my brain to say, hey, this is fine. So people often say, I think one reason we don't take action is because we want it to be comfortable. Let's just reframe that. No, it's probably going to be pretty uncomfortable. It's going to be pretty scary. You might get rejected and you might feel lousy about that, but you can feel good that you actually tried mm -hmm. and you went for it. I want that for you more than I want, for listeners, I want it more than I want more money for you. And I want that for you a lot as well. But I want you to feel great about yourself and that you've, you can say to your friends, yeah, check out what I did this week. I went and I asked so-and-so to do this, or I went and tried this, or I went on a podcast, or I went and spoke even in the pandemic with my mask at a local business event. Right? These are often scary We can't things. do that right now. We can't go anywhere. No, you're <laughs> I remember the good old days. Well, I'm going to Mexico this week, so we're, we're not on lockdown, but I've got my test and I've got my mask and I've got doing everything you guys, I can. You guys are practically me. in a different world to us in the UK right now. It's really painful here. So then for someone who who's right at the start of their business journey, we promised today that we would talk about 
going having the courage to double your revenue. Yep. What does it take to really do that? Well, I want to come back to awareness. I think we started on that. So alliances is such a great place to start. Who is already talking to your market? And uh, there was a great book I read once called Smart Match Alliances. It was by Ernest F. Oriente and Judy Feld. And they asked the question, what are your dream alliances? Like, just think about it. If you had golf clubs, wouldn't you like a special coupon be handed out to everyone who buys a Porsche? If you have expensive golf clubs, wouldn't that be awesome? And I started thinking, oh, geez, I'm a coach. What would I like? I'd like to be Yahoo. Yahoo was big at the time. I'd like to be Yahoo's coaching chosen coach. People can come and ask questions and then, and you know, and Yahoo promotes me. So start thinking about your dream alliances. What about your dream platforms? You might want to pitch Anna on being on her podcast. That might be an edge for you, right? But what have you got to lose? You only got to know. I bet if you pitched her a really interesting story and you had really interesting content, you'd be in with a shot. It's integrity as well. So we talked about this. It's making sure that you're not just completely pitching cold. And you both, you and I, that's a turn off. You completely cold pitch, not having a clue or having listened to anything that I've done or anything that I've written or, or anything that has meaning to me and what I want to put out into the world. There's no connection. You're not likely to get a yes, but you do your homework, you do your research, you do your networking, you do your connections, you show up at events that I used to go to in the old days when I could leave home. And and now we're talking, now we're talking because suddenly you're part of my wider world rather than a cold pitch. And I know that this works for you too, David. Yeah, that's such a smart thing to do. And I rarely do it. I just... I look for an angle, like, oh, I know someone or I asked for an introduction and like that. But what you said is great. I'm listening to the West Wing Weekly right now, which is a podcast all about the West Wing, which is Mm -hmm. a show I'm crazy about. It keeps bubbling up that I'd like to reach out to Josh Molina, who's one of the stars on the West Wing. I, I like the guy and I'd like to reach out. I don't know when or how I'm going to do it, but I'm I'm picking up things as I listen to his mm-hmm. podcast that he's interested in, that he finds funny, things that I find funny. And I thought, I might you're just reach out in. to him on Twitter. Yeah, Pardon? you're looking for that in. And it doesn't have to be a complete hardcore pitch. Like you say, you start building that relationship on social media. We have, uh, we have so much opportunity literally in the palm of our hand. But how many of you out there have the courage to do something about it? Yep. Yep. And, and look, it might look, when you look at successful people, so you look at Anna, or if you look at me, a lot of people think, oh, well, you, just everything you do is successful. No way. Are you kidding? I reached <laughs> I'm out laughing to, very hard. It's not. I, I reached out. I finally got the courage to reach out to George R. R. Martin, who wrote a little book called Game of Thrones. Amazing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. It wasn't him. There's another guy who's one of my favorite authors, Patrick Rothfuss, wrote a book called The Name of the Wind. And for 10 years, we've been waiting for the third book. And I thought, I want to coach that guy. I can help him. And I think that'd be fun for me. And I finally reached out, didn't hear back. And I bring that up because that's just an example of the many times I've reached out, like I've reached out to Tim Minchin, who's probably pretty big in the UK. And I I did comedy back when he was getting started. And every now and then I've gotten a response, but not in the last few years. But again, I reach out again. I'm like, Tim, I want to coach you. Like, what's what's that going to take? You do a thousand things 
and 990 of them don't work. Mm -hmm. But then you get 10 that take off and people go, oh, wow, you know, congratulations. They don't see. It's a numbers game. It's the law of large numbers. Ask, 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 and ask. And then you'll be, you'll be surprised when you get a yes. You'll be like, oh my God. So like entrepreneurs on fire said yes to me being on the podcast. They get a million downloads. Yeah. But you don't get the, the hundreds that I've asked that, that just don't even no. respond. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what would you say then to someone who just thinks, well, you know, I'm not making the money that I want in my business and it's all very well you talking about being brave, but I'm not meeting the right people. I'm not in those circles. What would you say to them? Oh, that's a good one. Because in my position now, I know a lot of people. So mm -hmm. I have that as an asset. I had to restart my business about three years ago. And that's a great question to ask someone is like, if you had to start over again, how would you do it? Well, now I know because I had to restart mm -hmm. and I didn't have an email list. Now, I mean, it had gotten from 150,000 and it had gone down to a few thousand. I called the people that I did know. That's mm -hmm. how I started. I called people from like 15 years ago. I emailed them. I said, I want to know what you're up to. I want to see how I can help. If there's a way you can help me. That's going to be a bonus. And a lot of people didn't respond. A lot of people said, ah, you know, really busy. And then some people said, yeah, okay. Sure. Some people said yes on the third request. Yes. I had to keep on going. And so you start with the network that you have. It may not be huge. Your network then, is your net worth. That's what yes. they say. That's right. And then you might get some introductions from that. You might get some clients, you might get some business. And then let's suppose you want to do podcasting and I'm just, that may not be your channel, but if you want to be a guest expert on other podcasts, I think that's a great way to promote yourself. But reach out to the ones that you listen to and give it a shot. As soon as you're on one, now you've got a foot in the door. You're on one, you can ask for a testimonial Based on that, I, I reached out to John Lee Dumas and I said, would you be willing to write something, just a paragraph? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my did, goodness. because I've read it. That's why oh, I agreed to have you on the show. Wow, look at that. <laughs> so, so look at that. So I'm on a And by the way, it, it didn't just happen getting on that show. It took two different introductions before he said, oh, I, I'm going to take a look at this. Right? Two different introductions. So I really worked it. But you get into one you get a testimonial and then here's my, my approach, work out who, who they know. Mm -hmm. Now it's not enough to like, like at the end of this podcast, I'm not going to say to Anna, do you know of any podcasts that would be a good fit for me? Because it's hard for, that's a hard question for a host to answer. They got to remember that and they got to work out, you know, that's work. No, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to work out that I already did it before I got on the show. Look at the podcast that Anna's been on and look at, the hosts that have been on her show. So I'm going to do my research and then I might, and I'm not, I'm not going to put you on the spot here, Anna. I might ask her, Hey, would you be open to making an introduction to a couple of these people? And because also, David was saying that way, I'm already open to doing that because he has led with the idea that this is something I could provide to give thanks for coming on my show. You see oh, how that works? It's not hard. Well, that's a great approach. What I normally do, I'm going to be really transparent as I normally ask the host how can I help you? And that's what I'm going to ask Anna when this is done. Can I help you get on more shows? Can I help you get more great guests? Is Or is there something else? So I'm going to lead with that. 
But here's the thing. Even if Anna doesn't want to introduce me, maybe she doesn't know the people well enough or she doesn't have the time or whatever. It doesn't matter. I can still go to those people and say, hey, I saw you were on Anna's show. So I checked you out. You've got a great podcast, but there's my in. Or I saw we were on the same show. So I'm using relationship marketing. Doesn't need a thing from Anna. It's a bonus if Anna wants to help, but she doesn't even have to. So there's there's one way that you can start to build, even if you don't have a big, ne- big network right now. For some people listening, where they haven't necessarily realized that their business does rely on who they know and how many people know them because they're being seen. I think you need to understand as you listen that this is the secret to doubling your revenue. This is where you can make more profit. This is where you can call more into your business because the more strategic alliances you have with influential people, the more it raises your status. And it sounds a bit trite to say it in that way, but that is actually how it works. That is how business is done. Yep, I totally agree. Now, there are other angles, right? So I just thought of uh, a client of mine, Tree Tran, has an immunity product. And this is a pretty good time for an immunity product, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah, but he's, he's a pharmacist for Delta Airlines here in the US and he did all of his research and which, which was a big key. He's like, what is actually going to serve the world? And he went and did his research and he found four ingredients that the research is just showing huge data. And he found that those four ingredients are not yet in the currently available product. So he went and he created a product and then you could say he got lucky. But what happened is that some university uh, or so some researchers published a big study to show that these four ingredients and that study got a huge amount of uh, eyeballs on it. And so people started looking for these ingredients. His product popped up. It's just gone viral. Amazing. And so now he's up until 4am trying to fulfill the orders. And I want to pull out the lessons for listeners because they're like, well, how am I going to do it? One, he did his research and he created an amazing product. He created that And then the world rewarded that. The second thing he did is he started creating TikTok videos about the success. So he's he's filming him and his partner up until 4am doing all this stuff and put that out on TikTok and that's going viral. So I'm just trying to pull out the lesson there. When something good happens in your business, that's a great time to maybe do an interview with that that client or that customer and create a video that you can then use as social proof, just as this event right now with me talking with you, Anna, is an event that I can then use. Uh, if I was new in the business, I might ask for a testimonial or ask for an introduction or whatever, but we use every event that's good to try and get us to the next event. Absolutely. So then, To wrap up this interview, which I think we could actually talk about what it takes to have courage over and over and over again, what would your advice be for someone much earlier on in their business who knows that they want to make more money? They feel like they're not getting anywhere fast enough. What are the three pieces of advice you would give them towards increasing their visibility? All right, let's see if I have three. One, start with awareness. Write down your dream alliances, your dream endorsements. Write down what you would do if you had no fear, you can even pick someone in your life or, or a celebrity, someone you really admire that would just totally go for it and ask yourself, what would they do? Mm-hmm. That's the first step. Secondly, be willing to be very uncomfortable. 
if you stay in your comfort zone, your business is probably going to stay really small. You've got to really make friends with discomfort. And then I really like those first two. I don't think I have a third. Do you I have think a third? That's fine. You don't from... have to add a three. I think people can pick and choose from the many things we've discussed in today's show Great. as your optional pick and mix. That would be good. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming onto the show, David. I know that you have something for my listeners, which is your very special gift basket. So will you tell I do. us a little I got, bit I about I got a them? gift basket of goodies. As I said, I'm, I'm quite passionate about doubling your revenue and your time off. So I've created a cheat sheet which has got a checklist and it's a two page PDF. And, and I, I want you to have that. You can download that. And also I created a training that I boiled down to 35 minutes and I'll give you access to that. And at the same link that I'm about to give you, you can see if you're a fit for my Samurai program, which is an eight week program to double. You're not going to double revenue in eight weeks, but we set you up to double revenue over the year. And uh, you can see if you're a fit for that. And all of those things you can get at myfocusgift.com. That's myfocusgift.com. Take you straight to my website. And we'll have that in the show notes. Thank you so much, David, for joining me today. I hope you listeners have tuned in and enjoyed this and go out and do something courageous because that's where the magic lies and that's where the money lies too. Take care, people. That's right. Go and have some sliding door moments in the positive direction. (laughs) Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.